Hello, my name is Jeff Walker, and welcome back to Jeff Walker Books um, Discussion. Um, today, I'm going to talk about um, science fiction uh, self-publishing um, and my uh, feelings about it. Um, first off, uh, if you're a self-publisher like me, uh, yeah, it's hard. Uh, it is like... Trying to show a book in a sea of people with their own books, with their own agents, with their own um, people going right to the front of the line. Whereas you're just struggling to um, get a foothold in that same uh, crowd. It's been hard. I won't won't lie. Um, But, I mean, I'm still trying to get through this as best I can. Um, it hasn't been easy. Getting reviews, not that easy. Uh, those that have reviewed me um, generally like my stuff. Uh, I've gotten some good reviews and some bad ones. I won't lie to that. I mean, it's learning lessons for everything. Um, you will get bad reviews. And uh, yes, it will hit you hard at some point. Um but it's no need to lash out at those reviewers. Um, reviewers are there to help you. Um, some can be good reviewers. Some can be bad reviewers. And what, but what I mean by that is some will give you a detailed list of what they didn't like in the book or where they felt uh, your book wasn't at its strongest. And bad ones are the ones that don't say anything or they just leave a one-star with a flippant kind of uh, saying or just saying, I didn't like it. That's not a review. And you can disregard those ones outright. Um, if you get many of them, then there's something up. I mean, there's um, there's definitely something up with that. Because if you get people that are just coming on there to diss your book constantly, uh then there's a reason why they're trying to push you out. Uh, that could be from anything from uh, your book is that bad, or your book is being um, sought to be pushed out of somebody else's way. And that does happen. I have seen it. I have seen somebody's book dive because another book is coming up at the same genre, or they just feel like they should have more audience members and they enlist gangs to punish your book. And I have seen that. And it does exist. Don't say it doesn't. It does. And the reviewers, I think, no. Because book bloggers um, are good and bad. Um, like anything. Like anything. I'm not blaming book, book bloggers or reviewers. You know, people know their profession well. It's the ones that come in that want to um, sensationalize themselves about it or create controversy for just the sake of getting um, more likes or subscribers. Um, generally, most reviewers are good and, and book bloggers are good. But you just have to be wary like anything else out there and... Um, have I had it happen to me? No, not really. I mean, I've had the one star with no real good comment to make uh, reviewers. 
Um, and generally, I don't respond to them. And you shouldn't. I have responded to some in the past when I first started out. When your first book comes out, then you get hit with some bad reviews. You will not like it. And But the one rule is you never, never talk to them. Um, you just accept and move on. And that's good advice. And I took that advice to heart. And I think it's a good policy to have. I mean, and um, even when the review comes in and it's favorable, um, I don't think you should respond um, unless, you know, uh, prompted to by the reviewer. Um, you can always ask the reviewer themselves if it's all right for you to say something. But generally, unless they unless they invite it, yeah, I'd say no. Um Maybe you can give them a shout out on Twitter without, you know, without linking them uh, or, well, you can link them uh, without um, making it sound like you're directing too much at them. Uh, just, you know, a positive, hey, I got this nice review from this person. Thank you very much. Um, but I would never directly answer a review that was posted uh, because that's some reviewers don't like knowing that the the book, the author, is hovering over their reviews. And um, I generally don't know how some reviewers are. Some reviewers are pretty good about it. Some reviewers just generally are too shy and don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to say that was a definite, um, just don't do it. And I can't understand, I've seen on Twitter where writers are coming to the reviewers and just just letting it all out on them. I, I don't understand that. Uh, to me, that's bad, and that shouldn't be done. Much as uh, a reviewer should not harp on and on and on to the, the writer. Um, reviews are there for, for what they are. Uh, for not for you, but for the reader. Um, so, as a writer... You just don't respond, period. And you can let the reviewers hash it out, because reviewers like to review other reviewers, apparently. So, um, yeah, and my general feeling on that is that when a review is done, you need to think about it. You need to ponder that review. You need to let it absorb um, a some people say four stars are bad reviews. I don't see it that way. I say that's a pretty positive. Even a three. I'd take a three any day. It's a, hmm, your book was good, but wasn't five kind of like thing. Four is like, the book was really good, and I would recommend it kind of thing. And five is just like, wow, amazing. Uh, you know, shout it to the rooftops. So, and but anything below the three, like the two and the one, not good. Um, but you'd need a reason why. And I'd like to say that everybody will give a good reason as to why they gave it, and some people will not. You've just got to take it with a grain of salt. So as a self-publisher, uh, it's harder for us because we don't have the support system of our agents. Some of us don't even have agents. I don't have an agent. I don't. I just, you know, can't afford it. 
Um, but it, I mean, if the if the book's good, and you gotta got a lot of good reviews, and you get that one bad review, that's you know what, take what you got. That one review will not change anything. Um, you've you've got to have um, a backbone for this, and I know it's hard. Maybe take a moment and find a way to deal with it, but you just gotta get to try to get through it and go to the next the next title if you have one in you. Um, I, I've just been kept going, and um, it's reflective that I just crank out books because what do I got now? About seven, eight, nine, ten, ten novels already, or books that I've, I've done already. And, um, I generally just, I, I just want to keep pushing them out. Um, I know I, I try to slow myself down and some days I feel like writing, some days I don't. And that's just the general thing. I mean, if I had a publisher, um, pretty much asking every day, where's the book? Uh, then I'd be like, okay, I really got to get on this. And I would make it a full-time career if that was the case. Because if I can't concentrate um, uh, on it, like I, like I don't have a publisher like paying me to make this book. I know some publishers pay ahead to get the book done so that the person can stay home and get the book done. And, um, and that's... Uh, I think that's pretty much why self-publishing is harder, because we have to do this on our own time. That being said, that's that's it for that topic there. I'm not going to go too much further in the self-publishing um, pitfalls there, but um, moving on to um, my next little item uh, is science fiction writers. Um, generally... I can't comment too much on them. I mean, there's a few books out there I like, and then there's a few I'm not too happy with. Mainly the Star Wars novels I'm not happy with. I won't get into the High Republic because that's a whole other ball game, and I don't really want to go into that one too much. Um, but the Star Wars novels are full of what I call fluff writing. And what is fluff writing when I'm when I talk about fluff writing? Fluff writing to me is when you've um, taken a chapter and you've expanded it on a topic that absolutely has nothing to do with the story. There is so much fluff in some of these novels. It just baffles me how anything gets accomplished within a couple of chapters of these books. Um, there's one I've been listening to on my way to work, uh, a Star Wars novel, and it's and it's just been... I mean, it was like nearly the entire chapter was about Luke's coming to grips with some things while he's on some sort of assignment. And while it's great and everything, it's a, it's a Star Wars book. You need to have action the minute you step into it. And if you can't, then the book is just a snooze fest. Um, his started... I don't want to mention the title because um, I don't like singling out. I mean, I've done that before. I've singled out some stuff. I've singled out Timothy's on. 
I'm not a big fan of Timothy Zahn. I mean, I like his character of um, Thrawn. Uh, and I wish he had focused more on Thrawn. But generally, I, I didn't like most of his chapters. And it's sometimes it not, might not be the writer that's doing it. It could be the editor. that Because sometimes editors like to uh, increase the weight of the book and like to um, aid the writer in making it longer so that you get more pages. And uh, I, I generally hate that. I hate that the, that they try to um, fluff it out, and that's why I call it fluffing out the chapter, fluffing out writing, because when you fluff it out, it makes the book too long. I like a book to be uh, very to the point, actionable. I'd like the the characters to be fleshed out fairly um, easy that the reader can follow along without having to be bogged down with like tons of backstory or inner thoughts. And I'm like going, well, not everybody enjoys that. Everybody just wants to get to the point of the book, the story. So, um, that's, that's my, what I think is fluff writing. Fluff writing is expanding a chapter for no good reason. Uh, that means increasing, um, certain elements that have no need to be increased, uh, like talking at ends about, oh, here's a lightsaber. Well, this lightsaber was once, you know, handed down to like whatever, and you don't need the history unless it's put in poignant to the story, which it, sometimes it's not. I found tons of books that had like meaningless whole chapters devoted to nothing. I can't stand it. So I don't, I don't enjoy that. Um, my books tend to get to the point for the most part. And, uh, I try not to fluff up my chapters. I try to make them neat, tight, and, um, just, um, seeing how I'm in science fiction, I, I want there to be, um, an element of the facts but I'm not a scientist, so I have to expand on that. So maybe it's in the fantasy genre, so science fiction fantasy. You can you can kind of embellish on that. And it, sometimes you have to try, to try to create the technology. And, uh, yeah, and there's research involved in that for a lot of science fiction writers and science fantasy writers. Sometimes they get a, you know, they have to look it up and see if it's been done before or not. But you generally just want to give the cleanest description you can without having to go into the history of where it all began and how it all evolved. And, oh, my gosh, like some people just don't have the time to read that. I mean, I want you to enjoy the book, but at the same time, I don't want you to be bored by the book. So that's my idea of fluff, chap uh, fluff writing. Fluff writing to me is when you take a like Timothy Zahn's book would have been less chaptered. I can tell you right now. It would not be as long as it was. It would be, actually, if they took out most of the stuff I wanted to take out, the book would be actually be much, much shorter. And I could tell that it was more of a, a short story he was writing in each book. And then he just expanded on it to make it a full book. And I could tell. Um, so that's where that is. 
and that's Star Wars. And they have editors that, and I'm sure they have ghostwriters too for those kind of books. So they're the ones that they write the book, they give it to the ghostwriter, the ghostwriter embellishes on it, and then it's handed off to the editor, and the editor marks it all up and then rearranges it, and then the, goes back to the writer and they say, clean it up with whatever has been left. And then uh, you get a totally different monster. Maybe that's why self-publishing is more uh, practical for some people, because they like have betting, better control over the books. Um, so and that's, that's the end of that topic there. I'm not going to go into that either. Um, and then it comes down to um, my next and final subject, which is the um, direction of science fiction fantasy of pretty much this, I hate that term, gatekeeping. Listen, I mean, if you're the original writer and you created a character a certain way, it is not up to other people to change it. I don't like this whole idea of changing characters for the sake of whatever the modern day thing is. Um, you see it happening constantly in science, some science fiction titles and uh, comic books nowadays. You see it all the time. Um, and it's getting bad. And it's, it's just um, people are trying to change things. Um, like it's Arthur Conan Doyle's um, Sherlock Holmes should be the way it is. But yet every year they come out with something that tries to modernize it. And you go, okay, he was created in a time that was very specific. You're not trying to make it today's kind of, you know, Sherlock Holmes. Um, sure, they're great. They can be on shows, and they're done, sometimes they're done very smart. But for the most part, the character should be respected and should be um, treated with respect because that person went to a lot of trouble to make that character, and that's their character. I would hate for someone to re-imagine my character. Oh my gosh. So in a world where we're living in the reimagined series and um, redos and... I mean, I'm not going to be sitting here saying I don't like some redos. I do. I mean, I'm, I'm hypocritical that way. But at the same time, I would respect the character and their origin stories. And I would somehow try to incorporate to stay that loyal. And Doctor Who uh, is another one of those examples where they just totally obliterated his character and destroyed his whole canon. Canon is important. Canon must be important. Canon has to be there to keep the structure whole. And that's how I see it. Canon is canon. And to go about and retconning it is a complete and utter uh, middle finger to the person that created that story in the first place. And that's such disrespect. I have no respect for that person who ever does that. Just none. Um, they want to change super Superman. <sighs> Why? Why do you want to change these people? They were, they were there for a reason. They were made in a time when that was possible. Now, if you have a problem with that, that's too bad. But if you want to try to tweak it for today's mark, uh, today's society, um, keep the character who he is. 
you can do it. You can make that character stay in the canon position. You know, it's just, um, I don't know. I think I get a little, a little worked up about that. But when I see this happening all the time, it gets me worried about where the future is going in terms of writing and books and stuff like that. Um, to me, that's just the same as book burning. Now it's character burning. I mean, when I saw the Star Wars sequels just totally obliterating characters' histories or making them lesser than what they were, it, it bothers me that it's just such disregard for beloved characters, for something that fans love for generations. And I said, if you don't like it, create your own universe, your own characters, not that person's. Want to go for another type of galaxy where that happens? Go for it. But don't steal it. Don't try to retcon it. And certainly don't disrespect the uh, original. So that's my little qualm on that one as well. Um so yeah, and uh, that's that's the end of that subject. Uh, so I'm busy trying to work on some new uh, books. Uh, I haven't gotten back to Professor Dark and Miss Shadow. I've been so bad about that. So if anybody's been looking forward to that book, it could be a while. Because that one is taking its time. And um, I think I want to try to give it the best respect I can for those characters. I mean, I've got the... Um, the collective series out of the short stories that should tide everybody over. Uh, if anybody's a fan of um, paranormal um, horror kind of thrillers, then that's the book for you. And those are the characters for you. And I wrote them that way. And I know uh, I've already gotten some things about, well, this female character should be stronger. Well, she's pretty strong as she is. I mean, if you don't see it, my gosh, like... I don't know what to say. It's like, it's a book. I wrote it. These are the characters out of my mind. Um, take it or leave it. And uh, much the same I say for all the characters I create. Don't like them? Too bad. I'm writing this um, these books more for me. Um, because these are my characters. These are books I would like to read. And if you want to read them, then come along with me, you know, and see what, what they're like. But for the most part, I rate them for me because uh, these are stories out of my mind that I'm sharing with all of you. And I would certainly love to see what you had to say about the characters. But don't um, I don't want to be lectured about the do's and don'ts of these characters because they're my characters. I know my characters. Every writer knows their characters, in, outs, thoughts, everything. If they don't, they're not a writer. They wouldn't know their characters. Come on. Um, so, yeah. And I've got um, all mine to do. So I should get back to doing them. But that was just my thought for the day today. Um, three subjects I wanted to touch on. Uh, right now I'm working on releasing the, the Adventures of Deep Contact, the massive planet, which I'm... Um, currently waiting for release on April 30th of 2021 this year so it's on um, 
uh, Amazon for 99 cents for um, uh, pre-order. And I'm, I'm just looking at the hard cover I've got now that got sent to me by um, Lulu because I wanted to do a hard cover of the deep, the Adventures of Deep Contact. And it looks pretty good. There's just some minor things I had to correct and and look at, but all in all, was just I'm actually quite pleased with the hardcover, and I may have I may want to print more copies of it because it looks so good. Um, I like the dust jacket; it looks pretty good. And that's it for me for now. And um, yep, just a quick quick one today. And I thank you, and I will see you again soon. Uh, please subscribe if you like and uh, uh, share on Facebook, and um, we'll talk again later. Thank you very much.